0: Oh, slaps and disgust, eh? Oh, let's call them sloppy knees. It's
1: podcast time. Come on, grab your friends. We'll talk about their distant lands. We the man and names the woman. The fun will never end. It's podcast time. Welcome to Oh My Glob, and Adventure Time podcast. I'm Amy.
0: I'm Matt.
1: And here we are, chillin', going over all of the Adventure Time shows, episodes from episode one all the way to the end in this wonderful, blissful journey. How you doing, Matt?
0: I'm swell. How are you?
1: Fabulous. Tell me all the things.
0: Guess what? What? We only got two more episodes left before we're done with the first season. Oh
1: it's, my gosh. It's crazy. Oh my glob.
0: <laughs> oh my glob. Indeed.
1: I, that's a thing. That's totally a thing. I'm really excited. This has been an incredible season. And this, this week, man, we're talking about two episodes again. And one of them was fan-freaking-tastic. Definitely in my top five.
0: I couldn't agree more
1: totally i'm really excited to talk about it so should we get on with the show
0: yeah what do you think what do you yeah, think about that
1: i do i think good things about it good let's do it
0: all right season one episode 23 rainy day, day daydream and oh and also episode 24 what have you done <laughs> good job matt Good. Job. by the way if i sound like i have a cold because he does. I'll give you three good guesses as to why he does Yeah, that's a creepy voice. Yeah. You're welcome.
1: (laughs) All right, on to the show. On to the show. Episode 23, Rainy Day Daydream. It has an IMBD rating of 8.2. Pretty freaking fantastic. Yeah, it's not bad at all. Right? It was directed by Larry Leachleiter and Patrick McHale, and written and storyboarded by Mr. Pendleton Ward.
0: That is awesome. Right? You don't see a lot of episodes with his uh, direct involvement. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I mean, later on in the season, yeah. It aired on September 6, 2010, and it had 2.17 million viewers. Holy cow. Yeah, right? So this episode opens with a title card showing Finn and Jake napping on the boat, resting on top of their treehouse— while a storm approaches. They
0: never take a nap at any point in the episode. Not even a little. <laughs> of course.
1: So Finn and Jake are heading out of their treehouse pumped for a, quote, day filled with adventure. And Finn exclaims that it's also time for slapping and jowls. And as he does this, he slaps Jake's jowls, which was freaking hilarious. Yeah. He's talking in a weirdly monotone voice. The other thing I noticed about his voice is it's lower in this episode. So, we're hitting puberty, so I think that's pretty rad.
0: Yeah, that's right.
1: What I like what they've done in this in this series is they like continue aging Finn along with his actor that voices him, Jeremy Shada. So, I thought that's pretty pretty cool and I, I and I find that neat.
0: Yeah, even just over the first season you can hear some changes in his voice.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And I I, I thought it was really funny how he talks in the scene Are you ready for a day filled with adventure? And that's
1: a total madism as well. He has used that many times to seduce me to doing adventurous things.
0: Adventurous things. And good
1: things, not bad. Yeah,
0: usually involving pizza.
1: Mostly involving pizza (laughs) in downtown Seattle and perhaps ice cream. That's right. So Finn has a whole list of things written on his arm. And he's like, number one, backflip off the treehouse and do the splits. Number two, track down and slay a goblin horde. But as he reads it out loud, it starts to rain knives. Jake runs inside for cover, but Finn stares at the storm in awe, saying that he's never seen a knife storm before. It's beautiful. But Jake yanks him inside out of danger and says, looks like we're staying in today, kid.
0: So then Bimo appears from behind their uh, fireplace and suggests that they play video games. So Bimo starts up Conversation Parade, a game they, being Bimo. Just made,
1: yeah. It's, and this is like so. This is the second episode that Bimo has actually had words
0: yeah, to use in both times. It was only in like one scene.
1: It's pretty, pretty cool.
0: Yeah. So yeah, Bimo makes this game Conversation Parade. By the way, I knew that name sounded familiar. There's another Adventure Time podcast called Conversation Parade. So anyway. The game consists of Bemo singing uninteresting questions. After the first one, Bemo's battery runs down and collapses. Uh, Jake suggests that they use their imagination to kill time, but Finn says that the imagination is only for turbo nerds who can't handle how kick-butt reality is. I would rather die than be imaginative.
1: Dude, Finn is like a Debbie Downer with the imagination, which really is shocking to me because this kid has used his imagination like in so many different ways but like I, I don't understand. That's all I have to say.
0: He's he's a master of reality.
1: He <laughs> he claims to be. Yes. I've
0: I've met people who um they try to raise their kids to not be imaginative.
1: That's malarkey.
0: They don't introduce them to like you know fantasy kids movies and stuff like that because they just feel like it's a waste of time. And I think that's a sad thing.
1: I do too. I think it's super sad. I Absolutely. think that. Kids should have the opportunity to be kids and just play and make things up. I can't even tell you, like when I, so I had a lot of siblings growing up, but I still had a lot of like alone time where I could just play, or my sister and I would play because she's like really close to me in age, and some of my fondest memories are just you know playing house or i'm doing like a fashion show with our barbie dolls or playing with our my little ponies or swinging on the swings and pretending that you know you're you're hanging out with like your make-believe friends and stuff like that like it's like those are real things and i think that helps kids grow and like develop and it's all part of that awesomeness of of being a child so it's that i was like what whatever finn come on use your imagination just do it definitely
0: i couldn't agree more But Jake starts imagining stuff anyway. The first thing he imagines is that the floor is covered with lava. He starts yelling and running for safety. Finn's getting annoyed with Jake's persistence and is like, shut up, man. But Jake keeps freaking out about the lava. So Finn tells Jake to watch as he masters reality. Finn puts his foot on the floor and is shocked when it catches on fire.
1: Finn says, Jake, what the hey, hey? He realizes that everything Jake imagines becomes real, but is invisible through Finn's unimaginative eyes. We see what Jake is seeing for a second, and the room looks like... The middle of an active volcano. It, it's like he, he has um, flame. Night, nighttime goggles on. And like they're all like these big heat heat spectrums. Anyway, so he tells Jake to imagine Bimo inventing a better game. But Jake can't help but think of more lava. So all the furniture in the room starts melting into the floor. And Finn starts to get frustrated and tells him to turn the imagination off. And Jake says that he can't do that. But he says that he can imagine a switch that can shut down his imagination and places it one or two floors up in their bedroom.
0: Yeah, just to make it difficult. Of course. He says he also imagines a lot of obstacles in the way, like traps, ghosts, monsters, poison fountains, hamsters, and girls. Two girls. girls. (laughs) Ladies. And all those things become real. (laughs) I
1: can't wait to share the line that Jake
0: says. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I think I know which one you're talking about. Yep. So, Finn asks if he can just make it easier to get to the machine. Jake's like, you can't hold this baby back. That's bad parenting, mama. Great line.
1: Love it. Another one to take from the show. I feel like I should cross-stitch that. And if we ever have a kiddo, that should be above their crib.
0: That's bad parenting, mama?
1: You can't. You can't
0: hold this baby back?
1: Yep. Yep. That's the one.
0: I love it. So they go to the den to get some weapons. Finn grabs a missile and Jake suggests a cosmic gauntlet. But Finn says that there's a better one on the other side of the room. Finn leaps across the room for the other gauntlet and Jake imagines a wall blocking the way and tells Finn to just walk around it.
1: He like runs into it and smacks straight like head on.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Finn's like, that's it? There isn't an imaginary troll or anything?
1: And Jake says, well, there's one now. And so the troll starts to attack them.
0: The the troll's voice is like, very clearly Jake.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Finn starts to fight it and Jake tells him what he sees as it's happening. And at one point he's like, uh-oh, now you're uppercutting his family. Like, like he keeps telling him, oh, you're cu- you're hitting too high and you need to go lower. And he says, hit, 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 hit. "He you just kicked his wife in the face. <laughs> so Fien, Finn beats a troll and its family. And then he jumps through the window out into the knife store and hoists himself and Jake into the attic where Jake finds banana candy and juice.
0: Yeah, it's funny because the episode just like takes a minute to slow down and just watch them chilling out and eating candy.
1: Yeah. Um, I have to note here that this was really near and dear to my heart because banana Laffy Taffy is like, one of my favorite candies of I all time. I did not
0: know that.
1: Yeah, I totally love it. Wow. I So I worked somewhere where they had, when I worked in the emergency room, there was a nurse that had a drawer full of candy. And oftentimes it was like that big, like random bag of fruit candies that had like, you know, Jolly Ranchers and those Twizzlers and the dots and, and then the Laffy, uh, Laffy Taffy. And I'd always dig through the candy and pull out like five banana Laffy Taffys. And then, not just that... But I would then tell the jokes because the jokes crack me up because they're so punny. <sighs>
0: it's
1: like my favorite thing ever.
0: That's awesome. Yep. I like it.
1: Shake that laffy teffy., That was like my theme song. Okay. So fans says, hey, Jake, why don't you imagine a steel umbrella over the bridge to protect us from the knife storm so we can cross it? And Jake decides, he's like, okay, uh, done. And we see all the knives start like piling up above it and um, in, in the air invis- like over this invisible steel umbrella so while they're crossing the bridge jake then conjures up a riddle master who refuses to let them pass until they answer his riddle
0: yeah we totally thought that this was mark hamill's voice based on like the other characters he's done in the show because it he's got that kind of voice like this
1: yeah it was really pretty clever
0: but it turns out it's a series regular who does the voice he's also the voice of the loot player later on but jake cannot think of a riddle so the riddle master just gives them one that makes no sense he's like tell me voyager what is simple and yet also a riddle Finn's like, man, that riddle sucks. riddle master says, that is the wrong answer. The price for answering wrong or not answering is death by snakes. So Finn kicks the nuclear missile towards the imaginary riddle master, presumably killing him as screams of agony are heard. Totally
1: and like emotionally driven.
0: Yeah, but unintentionally causes the invisible snakes to be blown towards them and start biting them. Apparently, um, Jeremy Shada also did the voices of the snakes here.
1: Oh, clever girl. Which
0: is just a lot of hissing. So Finn says that he can feel their imaginary poison coursing through his veins.
1: So they hurry towards the bedroom and turn off the switch before they get killed by the imaginary venom coursing through their veins. And all the meanwhile, being attacked by all sorts of the things that Jake is imagining. And then Finn and Jake make it to the imagination off switch. Finn fumbles around for a bit, looking for it, and Jake tells him that nothing will prevent him from getting to the switch. He says there's cute girls, but they shouldn't bother him. Finn then finds the switch while Jake has his arms around some <laughs> some imaginary girls. He says, dang, girl, if you weren't a figment of my imagination, I'd want to have your baby. <laughs> this was my one of my favorite lines of the whole episode. Oh, it was absolutely. so funny. I laughed so hard. Matt can attest to that.
0: <laughs> Jake. This is another one where Jake just cracks me up throughout it.
1: He's so funny. He
0: He's, is. He doesn't take any of this seriously, which yeah. is the, the funniest part.
1: He has all kinds of one-liners. It's great. And I
0: love how everything his imagination brings up just can't make anything easier.
1: hmm Yeah, totally. So then he imagines imagines an invisible monster, which means it's invisible even inside Jake's imagination.
0: So Jake fights Invisible while Finn shuts down Jake's imagination with the switch, causing the bite marks and poison to vanish along with everything else that Jake imagined and their bruises and stuff too. However, without his imagination, Jake loses his bombastic personality and starts acting boring and emotionless. And he kind of talks like this. So Finn instantly can't stand this version of Jake and says that he sucks now.
1: He's like, nah, man. Yeah, <laughs> you suck. My son used to do that. He'd be like, nah, man. Nah, mom. Nah. Nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs>
0: So Jake picks up his viola and starts playing one continuous note. And Finn's like, you're just playing one note. And Jake says, one note is all that is needed. So Finn tells Jake that he has to bring back the imagination machine. But Jake says that he can't without his imagination and that I am happy that my imagination is gone. It was purposeless.
1: Finn was like, no, it's opposite of that stuff. He realizes the importance of imagination and decides to use his own imagination to bring normal Jake back. So Finn then swears that if he imagines anything dainty, he's going to be mad. He tries to imagine his own switch that he could, like, turn on Jake's imagination. But when he jumps into, like, this imagination land, his mind's completely blank. And he basically just sees this white void. So he starts imagining things, mainly the switch. And then a sparkly lute player shows up and starts singing about Finn's imagination land. (laughs) I
0: love this little guy.
1: Yeah, he's so funny. And his butt, like, is jiggling and it's really, really cute. Finn starts getting really annoyed by this. He imagines the penguins and some spaghetti, so then the little flute guy, or loot guy, trips over the penguin and lands face first into the spaghetti. Then this British insect named Bellamy Bug shows up and asks Finn, what... (laughs) Would you care for a crochet doily my daughter made? He says she imbued it with her tears because a gentle dandy recently broke up
0: with her i love this like finn's imagination is so lame that it's hilarious
1: yeah totally and it's just random though and also this little bug is like wiggling his butt in his face it's there's a lot of butt stuff i don't get it
0: every character that he imagines does something with its butt
1: yeah it's it's intense
0: so finn gets angry because pretty much everything he's conjured up has been dainty and he asks the bug how he got in his imagination And the bug replies that perhaps it represents finn's secret desire to be civilized which is interesting. It's an hmm. interesting little uh, little tidbit there.
1: Yeah, that is interesting.
0: So Finn says, represent this. And he smacks the bug away and turns its arms into a robot arm and an octopus tentacle and has it like start swatting itself.
1: I'm not hitting you. You're hitting you're you. You're
0: hitting you. Then some penguins show up and carry it away. So Finn runs over to the switch that he made and flips it. Jake's imagination comes back, but then a green fairy appears and pushes a hyperdrive button with her butt, <laughs> causing Jake's head to grow immensely, making him unable to control his imagination at all. He's like, I can imagine everything. So Finn presses the normal button again and comes out of his imagination zone. He's like, oh, man, I imagined my mom naked. Oh, Jake says that. Uh,
1: Matt responded to this. He's like, of course, she's naked the whole time. And I'm like, you yeah, know, I don't think so. <laughs> And she does wear clothes. She She does wear clothes. And we know that Jake wears those like really thin pants.
0: Yeah. Super see-through pants.
1: Yeah. So I'm sure
0: she's got clothes on too. Yeah. Jake's a civilized dog.
1: He is a civilized dog. Damn it. Okay. So Jake then (coughs) tests his imagination and finds it under control. And the nice storm has stopped, meaning they can finally go out adventuring. But Finn says that he's had all the adventure he can handle for one day. Finn then imagines lava on the floor and Jake pretends to melt in it. He says, just kidding. Finn laughs and says, good dog, and pets Jake's head.
0: And that's the end of that one.
1: This is by far one of my most favorite season episodes of the season. Yeah, same here. So adorable, so cute, so many little things, and just I love the play. I love, love, love it.
0: Me too. It was really funny. I didn't realize until this time through, it never explains how their imaginations became real. Like I thought that maybe it was like going to be like a trick of the Ice King or something. Mm -hmm. But no, it's it just kind of happens.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's the magic of, you know, the land of ooh. I mean, we don't know everything. And I think that it's, I don't know. I mean, we know that Jake is a magical dog, and I think that it's just fun to watch them play and as brothers and just be like, oh, yeah, here's this and here's this. And it's just super, so fun. So, so fun. So cute.
0: You know what I just realized? Hmm. There's another episode way later on called Puhoy that we watched together, the one with the pillow fort. Yeah. And that one also takes place during a knife storm. Interesting. And that one, Finn lives like an entire life in another reality. Oh,
1: my gosh. Yes. And that one, I cried.
0: That was a... That is an amazing episode. So
1: good. So, so good.
0: I wonder if- Oh my gosh,
1: my heart wrenches just thinking about it. (laughs) Yep. It's a rough one. It is a rough one.
0: So so it makes me wonder if maybe when the knife storms are happening, that's when the imagination becomes real.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, perhaps. I'm
0: going to have to look into that.
1: Do it, Matthew.
0: So you like this episode all in all?
1: Oh, loved it. Anything you didn't like about the episode?
0: No, I think this is great. This is like a perfect little Adventure Time episode for me. Mm -hmm. In the earlier seasons, this is- Gold,
1: absolutely, I think this episode is like the stuff adventure time is made out of, you know, yeah. like this is this is where they got it right,
0: yeah, these are the kind of episodes I watch and think this is why I got into the show,
1: mm-hmm. yeah,
0: absolutely. The imagination, the weird humor, the great lines,
1: yeah, and it wasn't like too weird that you're like, uh. And it, it like takes you away from that, that cute relationship that Finn and Jake have, and it, but it, it doesn't have too many characters where you're feeling detached from Finn and Jake, yeah. and I just loved it. It was great. It was a completely solid episode for me.
0: It has that distinct personality of the show without it going too far.
1: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: And this is also Pendleton Ward's favorite episode of the first season. Oh, really? Season. Yeah. That's awesome. Makes sense. hmm Did you find any trivia on this one?
1: I didn't. Did you?
0: I did. Oh, Ooh, one tell was me Pendleton all the things. War thing. Uh, another is that the juice boxes have a picture of Wildberry Princess on them.
1: Oh, that's kind of is that cool? I mean, I don't know.
0: It's interesting, I guess. So is it
1: like her brothers and sisters that they're drinking?
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Or her
1: servants or her. Ooh. What are the things? What do they call the? Uh, I don't remember. Relatives. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, like you know, what do they call like the the people of the kingdom?
0: Candy people?
1: No, that's not. Never mind. It's it's it. No, just yeah.
0: Nothing. Oh, also uh, Olivia Olson did the voices of each of the female characters in this episode. The Is... troll wife, the lady dog, and the fairy.
1: And Olivia Olson does... Marceline. Yeah, okay. That's what I thought. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's awesome.
0: Snail watch.
1: Snail watch. Where was the snail?
0: So the snail shows up beside Finn and Jake when they're talking to BMO at the beginning.
1: Ooh, snail watch 2019.
0: Snail watch.
1: <laughs> All right, Maddie, what was your favorite line?
0: So I feel really bad about this, but because I know this is probably yours. Jake, what the hey, hey?
1: Ha, it's not, but that's oh, awesome. Oh, Very close. Hey. That reminded me of Moana because the chicken's name is Hey, hey.
0: That did sound familiar. Okay. Yeah, that makes total sense now. All What's right. What's your favorite line? Your
1: for mine? My favorite line is, I can't. My imagination is too amazing.
0: That is a good one.
1: There's also two really cool exclamations that I'd like to point out. Barf that and cram this.
0: Cram this.
1: So funny. Gosh, I love it. I love it. Adventure Time, you're amazing.
0: You make my heart swell. The best. Yeah. Give me an impression. Uh, Come on. Where is it? You scared Hmm? of it? Scared of it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'd rather die than be imaginative. Whatever. I respectfully disagree. Oh, wait. Uh, That was my own personal notes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Nice. So it's kind of a double impression. It's oh Finn my gosh,
1: you. Amy, get your life together. Okay.
0: That was good.
1: <laughs> I'm done. What's your impression?
0: <laughs> Mine is good morrow, sir. Bellamy bug.
1: Oh my goodness. You're so much better at impressions than I am.
0: No. I am nonsense. embarrassed. Do you want to know what your, what your uh, prediction was for this episode? Based Hell on yeah, I do rainy day daydream
1: yes and i must
0: say this is awesome i can't believe you came up with this on the spot because it's it's great stuff it's a daydream bemo has of finn jake and bemo heroing in the forests with swords they go on a marvelous adventure they save a bunch of ant colonies from utter destruction (laughs) (laughs) bemo wakes up and realizes it was a daydream inspired by making ants on a log (laughs) you were correct in that bemo shows up in this episode
1: and that there are swords there are swords yes That's awesome.
0: (laughs) I feel like they they missed an opportunity there with, um, because this is. (laughs) Excuse me. Wow. They missed an opportunity with all the the callbacks to old games and stuff in the show. Yeah. With the knife storm. They could have called it a storm of swords, which is, uh, I think, I think that's the name of the song, a popular song in the Zelda series.
1: Hmm all right yeah good job Amy that was pretty rad I you feel did, I feel proud good. of myself for that um, you should I feel, you I should feel, feel good <laughs> I feel like I've done my job here yeah <laughs> you did stop your Mark Wahlberg voice
0: that does sound a little Mark Wahlberg does.
1: doesn't it <laughs> no you did good <laughs>
0: I can't quite do it with a cold are you ready to move on to the next episode yes which is
1: episode 24 what, what
0: have, have you done what have you
1: done <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what have you done? It has an IMBD rating of 7.7. 7. It was directed by Larry Leachleiter and Patrick McHale, written and storyboarded by Elizabeth Ito and Adam <coughs> Muto. Um it aired on September 13th, 2010, and it had 1.89 million viewers. Okay. So the title card shows Princess Bubblegum or PB, as we like to affectionately call her, throwing some pasta, juice, and silverware across the table, which has nothing to do with the episode Interestingly whatsoever. Interestingly, though,
0: she tosses over two or three tables in the episode. That but is never accurate. Onto them.
1: She's cray-cray in this episode. She's nuts. She's straight up nuts. I was very shocked and appalled by her behavior in this episode. <laughs> shocked and appalled. So we come upon Finn and Jake... In the Ice Kingdom, at night, sneaking past some guard penguins holding ice axes, Finn says their secret mission to capture the Ice King is underway, and then says he probably shouldn't have said that stuff out loud. The Ice King is moping around in his bedroom, putting together a heart puzzle on his bed. He's so obsessed with finding true love. It's fascinating. So Finn rings the doorbell, and the Ice King greets his guests by zapping at them before he even sees them, but no one is there. He picks up a can of peanut brittle that they left in the middle of the doorstep. And he says, peanut brittle. I'm going to do my, my Ice King accent. Peanut brittle, but I'm on a diet. <laughs> <laughs> he opens the can and suddenly Jake leaps out of it with a spring in his body and grabs his uh, the Ice King's crown saying, should have stuck to your diet. <laughs> You like my? Did you like how I did those voices? I did like it. I know they're like the best.
0: I like the extra effort there.
1: (laughs) That's why they call me Amy A for effort. That's right.
0: (laughs) Darn Skibby! Claiming that Finn has destroyed his faith in canned peanut brittle. (laughs) Ice King attempts to zap them. Wait, wait,
1: wait! Can we take a step back? (laughs) (laughs) He destroyed his faith in canned peanut brittle. Yeah.
0: (laughs) <laughs> I had to quote that one away. It was a great Oh
1: line. my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> well, all canned penny brittle off uh, limits there for the ice right. king. It's
0: Apparently done it's, with it. Donzo.
1: It is no good. No <laughs> soup for you.
0: So claiming that Finn has destroyed his faith in canned peanut brittle, Ice King attempts to zap them, but he can't because his crown has all the powers in it. So Finn yells, "rap attack, and ties up Ice King with a rope. Jake wraps him up like a baby and asks why he did this again. And Finn says Princess Bubblegum explained it all to them in her hologram message. It flashes back to earlier and PB just saying, capture the Ice King and bring him to me. Jake is like, hmm, she didn't really explain anything.
1: They take the Ice King to Candy Kingdom, which looks super gloomy and deserted. A German speaking figure appears and I don't really understand. Like I get I don't understand the German part of this, but we can get to that. So this figure is wearing a plague doctor mask and spraying a green fog everywhere, but it turns out to be
0: um (laughs) Yeah, you (laughs) I I hate you.
1: I hate you so much. (laughs) He wrote in here, it turns out to be bubblegum, not buttercup.
0: (laughs) I laughed as I wrote that.
1: You're so funny. I love you. So she asks if they brought the Ice King and Finn's like, yeah, but what did he do? And she dismisses the question and takes them to a wall with a chubby face on it, which asks for the password in a cutesy voice. Bubblegum, not buttercup, (laughs) pinches the face's cheek and its mouth suddenly stretches out into a door. Every episode needs to have at least one really weird moment, of course.
0: That's, That's the one for this episode. Yep. So PB says that the door leads to a dungeon where they're where they're gonna toss the lousy Ice King. But before she can explain what it was that Ice King did, she's summoned to the Grand Hall by Manfred the Pinata. PB gets distraught and knocks a table over, saying that she needs more time. We see Manfred hanging from a tree with a megaphone saying, Oh gosh, I'm sorry. <laughs> The so PB orders Finn and Jake to guard the Ice King and be prepared to make him howl with pain. Finn's just like, yeah, you got it, princess. This is such a weird episode. It it's is like, a weird one.
1: Hey, capture the Ice King and keep him prisoner and torture him and I'll BRB.
0: No explanation.
1: Yeah, just trust me on this one. And I'm going to be crazy and I'm also going to have like this really weird thing going on. I suspect she's trying to like spray for sickness or something. Yeah, I assume I-
0: that's the case.
1: But it's like super weird. Like, I, why?
0: And why she's speaking in German through some of the episodes. Yes. I, I don't, don't know.
1: It's super dark. I, don't, it, I did she, not
0: like She's that. got some more moral amb- ambiguity. Yeah, she sure. really
1: does. So in this dungeon, Jake goes through the Ice King's belongings in a box and counts one magic crown and says it was probably stolen. The Ice King claims that he made it with a, the magic that he stole. So, you know, the crown's his, but the magic was stolen. Yep. He says, so hand it over. I'll strike menacing poses at you. Finn douses him with water and puts him in a jail cell with only two bars. So he can like totally walk in and out. It's oh, yeah. Pretty legit. It's, you know, high quality jailing. It's anyway, a recurring
0: so, thing in the show, like really flimsy <laughs> jail cells.
1: Right? <laughs> Up in a tree and Finn just like walks out of the cell. Oh, yeah. Um. So Ice King fools Jake into bringing his crown over, but Finn tells him it's a trick. Ice King says, I'm toying with you psychologically. <laughs> so Finn and Jake build more bars to the cell entrance.
0: Ice King asks what he's being charged with, but Finn doesn't have an answer. Ice King explains that he hasn't committed a recent crime and so does not deserve to be here. This shakes Finn up, convincing him that maybe they're doing the wrong thing. So Jake licks his face and says, dude, be calmed by my saliva and think of all the terrible things he's done. Ice King tells them to behold who truly belongs in the cell. And he pulls up, he pulls a sheet from a mirror pointing at Finn and Jake, but blows out a candle in doing so. And Finn's like, uh, it's too dark to see. So Ice King slams the mirror down in front of them, yelling, behold! But this just shatters the mirror. So when he walks over the small chunk, and he's like, behold who the true jerks are.
1: So I do think it's really funny that Jake is like, be called my by my saliva. I feel like that's such a mom thing to do. Yeah, You know how moms like lick their thumb and then like try and like, get the smudges off their kid's face yeah like that's so funny and it's just so like just speaks to how he tra- they just love each other and he's just trying to soothe his his bro
0: yeah he knows how to calm Finn down yeah totes. usually yeah not so much in the fear of the ocean episode
1: sure true he tried his best though
0: he did try his best
1: so finn then says after reviewing the this reflection in the glass he's like the true jerks is us Finn tells Jake that if Ice King is right, then they are the, and Jake blurts out, in the candy kingdom, <laughs> which is true, literally true. Finn decides to let Ice King go. Ice King thinks that this is a trap, and he's like, so something else is going to catch me? And Finn's like, "Uh, no, you're like legit. You're like, you can go. And, and so then Ice King is eventually convinced that he can leave. Finn plops himself and Jake into the jail cell, stating that they're the bad guys this time ice cream
0: ice Ice cream ice cream again (laughs) we've both done that so many times
1: yep ice king grabs his crown and keeps lingering around the dungeon finn's like dude get out of here Ice King sees this as them developing the best friendship and tries to get Finn to fist bump him. (laughs) This is one of my favorite parts of the episode. (laughs) Uh, Finn slaps his hand away and Ice King's like, slaps in disgust, eh? Let's call him slappy D's." Slappy D's. Oh my gosh. It's like the best part.
0: (laughs) So Ice King conjures up a magic door and escapes. And PB walks into the dungeon and puts on a a pair of pink gauntlets for interrogation. So she's ready to go to town. But when she turns around and sees Finn and Jake in the jail cell, she gets infuriated, yelling, what have you done? And flipping another table over.
1: It's like the name of the episode.
0: That's right. So she opens their cell and brings them to a medical room, showing Candy citizens growing ice on their bodies. Starchy's sitting on a cot and says, yep, even old Starchy's sick. So Bubblegum explains that three days ago, the Ice King wanted to show off his new trick to the princess by making snow from his beard. So basically dandruff.
1: It's so gross. It's
0: disgusting. But everyone became infected with freezer burn flu because of it. Ugh. It's nasty.
1: That is. That is. That's not love. That's the opposite of love. PB says the Ice King didn't mean to cause the disease, and she learned that the only way to cure it is to obtain the pained howls of the Ice King himself. But when she begged the Ice King to help, he, of course, thought she was hitting on him. And it was really kind of cool because we see this picture of the Ice King standing on top of a mountain, and PB is on Lady Rainicorn. It has like this sunset in the background. It's really cool, like a cinematic. What was that?
0: Sorry. It's just this really gorgeous scene.
1: Yeah, it's really, really cool. And she's like begging him to help her. And he's like, you're flirting with me. You love me. You want me. Like all this crazy stuff. She was like, I, there's no way I could get his howls. And so I knew that you would help me. So that's when she sent Finn and Jake to capture him. Finn says he can't just beat people up for nothing because it's against his alignment, which I thought was really clever. Yeah. And he promises he'll find a way to get the Ice King to give up the howls voluntarily. PB thanks him and bursts into tears, like straight up full on ugly crying. But Finn shushes her by putting his hands on her lips. And then he and Jake rush off to the Ice Kingdom. Slappy D's.
0: Slappy D's. When Finn and Jake enter the castle and call out for the Ice King, he responds with, "Is that the voice of friendship I hear?" Every time I hear the knock, a knock on the door, I say the same thing,
1: <laughs> and then he's disappointed. It never is. <laughs> it's usually the, the Amazon cable guy,
0: guy or the Amazon guy. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> So he comes out and asks if they want to participate in game night. And Finn says, hmm, that's weird. You do know how friends act, right? You know how friends are always howling in pain for each other? Ice King says that he could not possibly howl with, without giggling uncontrollably. He walks over to Finn and says that there's a bug on him, but it's Jake shrunken down into a tiny size. So Ice King slaps Finn to get the bug off his shoulder.
1: And he also like starts rocking back and forth and he says he's a banana. <laughs> And he looks like a little like banana rocking, like a a banana rocking horse. He's so shape. annoying. Yeah, it's it. Okay, Matt, I have to say something. Mm-hmm. The Ice King reminds me of your friend Sean. Oh no! <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, it's the beard.
1: Especially this On episode. Banana.
0: Oh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. I'm the Abracadaniel to Sean's Ice <laughs> King.
1: Oh, we'll get to that.
0: And you're Susan Strong.
1: Oh, You have a song for me, too, I know. Yes, I do. And you'll sing it when we get to that episode
0: oh yes i will
1: so anyway um so after the ice king slaps finn to get this quote-unquote bug off his shoulder which is jake this gives finn an idea so he pretends to cry and tell the ice king he can't live anymore knowing his his best buddy hit him so then he plops over pretending to die ice king starts crying saying my friend my only friend and jake's like yo dude what about me (laughs) ice king then picks up finn's corpse-like body and yells why loudly enough that it reached all the way to the candy kingdom curing all the citizens most notably starchy who then gets super buff like he's like i'm better maybe too much better yeah (laughs) <laughs> Bubblegum gets so psyched from seeing her people cured that she tries to flip a cot over while speaking in German, but then faints. <laughs> what is, Goodness gracious. This she's so neurotic in this episode. Yeah,
0: she really is. Ice King then drops Finn and walks away saying, oh, well, Gunther of, his, of Finn's carcass. Finn's a little hurt that Ice King get over his uh, pretend death so quickly. Jake says that if he came across Finn's lifeless body, he would clasp him dramatically for a kajillion years. Finn then plays dead, and Jake carries it back to the candy kingdom, yelling,
1: why? That's true love right there.
0: Yeah, it's awesome.
1: So, what did you think about this episode?
0: I think it's pretty good, but it's coming right off of uh, Rainy Day Daydream. It seems like a step down.
1: Absolutely, it pales in comparison.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: I think story-wise, it's a good, like, solid story. And I, I thought, like, that German kind of, like, weird illness thing was just kind of weird. And mm. I didn't like, I didn't care for that. Because I don't know if it was, like, a, a message, like, something else. I'm just like, no, that's too soon.
0: Well, there's a, there's a couple times throughout the series where PB starts speaking in other languages, just randomly. I'm not sure why. But I know it's, it's part of it's just, like, kind of um, eclectic humor of the show. It was
1: just weird for me. I don't know. Yeah. If I have to say there's anything I disliked about this episode, that would be it.
0: I know PB's not your favorite character. Mm, Not really. Uh, Not mine either.
1: Wasn't my favorite. What did you like about the episode?
0: I liked... (laughs) I can't really say for sure. There's a few funny lines in this one.
1: Yeah, I think there's a lot of funny lines. I think what I liked the most about this episode was, we're seeing more layers of the Ice King. It's yeah, he's got like that obsession with the princesses, but we're also seeing his like his strong desire for friendship. Yeah. And what I I think is so funny about him is that he just is so oblivious to societal norms and like what friendship really looks like. And so it's just like again, Finn and Jake having to be patient with the Ice King in their ongoing feud and feud for like The good versus evil, but then also like this weird friendship thing that they're developing yeah they're kind
0: of like frenemies yeah frenemies
1: yeah that's the perfect word for it total frenemies it's kind of like well he hasn't been this bad too bad this time i mean he's done bad stuff before but this time he's fine and let's just be bffs you know what i'm saying like it like it's just i just i found that really interesting and i really actually cared for it i thought it was kind of neat
0: and even though um i don't love pb's behavior in this episode i do like that you're kind of getting that moral ambiguity about her that kind of develops throughout the show yeah, this absolutely. This is one of the first cases where you're like, ah, uh, well, she, you know, she was just all about them torturing this guy without telling them why.
1: Mm-hmm, Yeah.
0: It's like, ah, uh, well.
1: Well, I think there's been so hints hints of it before. Like when we saw this dungeon, you know, dungeon uh, a door opening to the dungeon, and there were people like shackled to the wall, and yeah. like, you know, we see these little hints of it before. And so, like, it's kind of interesting. Now thinking about it, it's almost like PB is kind of a villain.
0: But she takes things very uh, factually, like scientifically. Mm-hmm. She's like facts and science first and then compassion later.
1: Yeah. I would love to know what our, our listeners think about, like, is P. P. a a villain or is she really? I mean, and, and 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 this is right now. I mean, we're in season one still. So we know there's a lot of Adventure Time to go where she does a lot of good stuff. I know that. But what do you guys think?
0: We would love to know. So let us know.
1: Snail Watch, Snail watch 2.0. Watch where was the snail, Matt?
0: Well, the snail. And this time, I actually caught the snail without having to look it up. It was on the floor next to the Ice King's bed when he's uh, putting the heart puzzle together.
1: Oh, he's helping him put the heart puzzle together.
0: Yeah, he's waving.
1: Snail Watch 2019.
0: Snail Watch, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, what was your favorite line? Hand
0: it over or I'll strike menacing poses at you. Urgh,
1: you stole mine.
0: Oh, really? Yes. I did not think that was going to be yours. Okay.
1: What did you think it You're was be? Sec- You're
0: going to need a second. need a new one.
1: Well, don't worry. We'll let you go first in
0: some of these because I keep getting your lines. A
1: whole bunch of other ones. It's like we know each other or something. I know. I love it when Jake says, be calmed by my saliva.
0: Yep. That's that was a good sweet. One.
1: Yeah. All right. What's your impression, Maddie?
0: So I've got two. They're both the Ice King. One is, I'm rocking your world view. And the other is, let's call them Slappy D's.
1: Gosh, dang it, Matthew <laughs> opponent. I'm
0: sorry. Okay, it's just a really good line.
1: Okay, mine is a Jake. Finn, if I came across your lifeless body, I'd grasp you for a trajillion years.
0: I like that voice. It kind of reminds <laughs> me of, um... <laughs> that was horrible. It kind of reminds me of, the, are you ready, kids? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: don't judge me. Prediction for next week. What's our prediction for next week? What's the name of the what's the name of the episode? I need to like get my creative juices flowing and get it like ready.
0: So next week's episode is called his hero.
1: His hero. Okay. So Finn meets his longtime hero. Who we know is his dad, who he's never met before. Now, in this episode, his dad is actually a figment of his imagination. And because we just had an imagination episode, we know that Finn uses his imagination. And so he imagines this whole, like, scenario where he, like... Is super excited and like his dad and him have like this great time and we see them playing baseball together and going swimming and then jake why did i go why do i go to a dream sequence it's like a man lost all of a sudden like i always think he's in a dream can i can i start over
0: sure because from that it sounded like the plot of guardians of the galaxy 2
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay i need to start over okay, okay finn meets his hero who writes comic books and he's on a book signing tour and the episode is the comic book writer coming with fin and jake on an adventure to fight off angry dinosaurs who are invading the Candy Kingdom. And it turns out that the comic book writer is a guise and he's actually the leader of the dinosaurs and he wants to overtake the Candy Kingdom. So Finn and Jake have to partner with PB in order to save the Candy Kingdom.
0: That is buck wild. (laughs) That was good.
1: I'm exhausted. That's an adventure right there.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, I have a headache now. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. Now it's time for listener feedback. Listener feedback.
0: Oh, yeah. So we've got a five star review by Cool Great Guy called this is amazing and cool great guy says i kept searching for a podcast like this but never found it until i found this podcast this podcast is an actual podcast that actually does a play by play of the episodes i also have a podcast like this one if you guys want to check it out then search in here the adventure time podcast and look to see if it says by Itmar david and that one's mine good podcast you guys keep up the good work
1: so if you want another companion piece to the beautiful show that is adventure time check out uh, itmar david's
0: Definitely. I'm going to be checking that out this week.
1: It's pretty awesome. Thanks for the shout out. Cool. Great guy. And we really appreciate the uh, five-star review.
0: Absolutely. Thanks a lot.
1: So that wraps up another episode of Oh My Glob, and Adventure Time podcast. Matt, any lessons that you learned today?
0: Saddle your dreams.
1: <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Buy a pony? Question <laughs> mark?
0: Yes, I guess. Saddle. Uh, figure it out. <laughs> Okay, I, I got my lesson this week. Don't spend the extra money buying The Last Samurai on Blu-ray. It looks exactly the same as the DVD.
1: Love it. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. So if you want to get a hold of us, you can email us at ohmyglobpodcast at gmail.com. We're available on Twitter and the Facebook at oh Podcast, And then our website has all of our recordings, and it's ohmyglobpodcast.wordpress.com.
0: And also, please uh, rate and review us on iTunes. It really helps out.
1: Yeah, we appreciate everybody who takes the time to do it. We know that it takes a little bit of effort. So yo, we appreciate you.
0: Yeah, yo diggity. <laughs> Anything else for you? Any nope. plugs?
1: Nope. No, same here. Same here?
0: Yeah, doing good. Everything's good. Awesome. just going to go uh, try to seep off this cold.
1: All right. Well, thank you for a wonderful adventure. Uh, we'll see you next week.
0: We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.